everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I always say, we've got a great show for you today. Um, we've got Rachel Messer and her husband, Connor Dale, coming on, and they've done some great things, and they're definitely doing some great things. They're rising out there. We're looking forward to hearing a little bit about their story and some music and all that, and we'll talk about that. And as everybody knows, I'm doing a 9 p.m. show right now, and usually it's 2, 3 in the afternoon, so this is a little different. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> so yeah. y'all here. <laughs> Switch it up. You know, it really doesn't matter. You know, we run this from home. So really, you know, we do it. Yeah. You know, there are certain times we can't do it, but we were able to work around that. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. We're so excited to be on. Next time we're on, we'll be like a 2 or 3 a.m. show, and we'll be the first one to go that late, too, right? Uh, there you go. <laughs> be, like, uh, be like, okay, let me set the alarm clock and hope that our 17-month-old yeah. don't wake up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so as we get started, one thing I like to do on every show during this season of life <laughs> is get the elephant out of the room. How are y'all <laughs> handling COVID? Oh man. Um Define you know, handling. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? <laughs> you know, I mean I think we're we're through it as good as we could, you know, I mean we're taking this time mm-hmm. and really we're working mm-hmm. on our new place that we have been fixing up and so you know, it's it's almost been nice to have a little slowdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, we've been hearing that a lot. <laughs> a lot of restriction to, you know, the music side of things and to, like, live performance, you know, but mm-hmm. it's also helped free free us up for and be more available for, you know, like, I guess uh, putting our attention towards the social media presence yeah. and, you know, yeah. um mm-hmm messaging people online you know just stuff like that where you kind of can make like those online connections and you can still you know work on your epk more or you know get more uh you know t-shirt designs and stuff like that you know but um just to kind of better prepare yourself for whenever the gates do open you know (laughs) yeah and um Yeah, we definitely understand what y'all are talking about. Cause like even with our show, and we we launched our show January third, and the the original goal, to be honest, was eighty to one hundred interviews first year. Cause, and that would still be pretty good, you know. We thought, you know, yeah. if we could do that, that'd be a great foundation for the show to springboard into twenty twenty one, and twenty twenty one would probably be our big big year. And then COVID yeah. happens, and then I told Sandy, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, you know. Artists are going to need a place to talk, and For we're sure. going to give them that. We're going to give them that platform. This is mm-hmm. our year to shine, and because of that, you're now our 191st interview. Oh wow. my gosh! <laughs> well, we are on. That is, yeah, I'm getting that tattooed on my arm. 191. <laughs> <laughs> so, so of course. Our goal had to rise, so now our goal is 300 for the year. So we'll see how far we get there. <laughs> you got in the bag already. You got to at least challenge yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I predict. This, I predict a good. I don't know. Maybe, maybe 350. I would say 350. <laughs> Y'all are really gonna kill us here. Like Deborah, when we had Deborah Allen on, um, she did the same thing to us. She she said, um, Mm -hmm. "She said, you know what? I think y'all can do 365, where average is one per day." (laughs) And I'm sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) We know we got 300. Uh, Yeah, 350, 360, and we'll see. That'll be. Yeah, you know, if we could keep the pace up that we got this month, we could we'll probably be around there, because this yeah. month it looks yeah. like we're going to be doing forty interviews this month alone. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. You guys rock! By, by twenty twenty one, you'll have at least two a day. I really think so. Well, we've been averaging two a day. Right yeah, now, yeah, we started like we, we, that. Like we, uh, March, we started April, that this month. 
But you know, it's been it's been fun and all that. So as as we get going here, I always like to start a little light um, before we really dig into your story a little bit. So, um, what are some hobbies y'all like to do outside of music? Ooh, um, well, really, uh, anything outside. We love to go four wheeler riding, um, shoot guns, shooting guns. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, the typical West Virginia stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, but uh, yeah, just being outdoors and fishing, you know. Yeah, we a, a lot of our time really, um, and I enjoy it pretty well. Has been put has been working on our our. We bought a piece of land early this year, about February, mm-hmm. and so we've been trying to kind of mm-hmm. make it a home, and that's what we spent like pretty much the last two days on all day like we got there about eight o'clock eight o'clock this morning and um we worked all day long and then we got something to eat and now we're sitting here in the arby's parking lot talking with you guys you know (laughs) found our time working on the house it's enjoyable to see the progress you know sandy's actually sandy's actually from close to west virginia she's from a from pikeville kentucky Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this might be weird. <laughs> this might not be. But, Sandy, do you do you know um, Emmanuel Baptist Church right off 23? Oh, that sounds familiar. I So I moved up there to Pikeville from New Orleans, and I stayed in that church mm-hmm. for, like, three months in their <laughs> basement. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But That's yeah, awesome. we, we, we have, it's been a year since we've been up there, but we we usually go four yeah, times a year to help her mom out. Mm-hmm. But now with all the virus, her mom is like, "Nope, y'all don't come." So we're like, "Okay, oh, yeah, we'll yeah. have to wait." I guess. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to go in October, hopefully. Well, well, I hope that can all work out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, what would y'all say is something quirky slash unusual about y'all? Hmm. Lord, where do we start? <laughs> I'm, wait, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna let Rachel answer for me, just because I kind of want to see what she says. <laughs> that's funny. I think it's pretty funny that you can play the dulcimer. I think yeah. that's funny. I don't know. I just never knew anybody that would play the dulcimer. But I guess it, I, that's a stupid answer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, okay, no, he can he can do a spot on Pink Panther and Nacho Libre impression. No. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. That's it for him. That's yeah. It's Rachel. I don't know. Which I guess it's not. Some people are really like anal about their food, but I feel like Rachel's like it's like almost ritualistic when she goes to the drive-through. She's like, I'll take a. Uh, crispy chicken, BLT, no cheese, bacon, extra crispy, almost burnt. That is how she orders it every single time. And I, I, I don't know if that really is uh, that exciting of an answer, but <laughs> you know, that's like when we go to when we go to Cracker Barrel. I don't like have a specific on the way we order it, but I order the exact same thing though, and I hate the name of it. Yeah. Um, I order the Grandpa's um, Country Fried <laughs> Breakfast. I hate the yeah. name, but that I order it every time. Dude, yeah, you Mama's do. Mama's pancake breakfast. That's what I get every time. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Cracker Barrel. Oh, it's always good. Yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit about y'all's backstory a little bit. <clears throat> Let's go there a little bit. Where you know, kind of a brief overview of y'all. Yeah. Um. Well. We met in probably what would you say 2016, um, just kind of passing by. We were we were at an open mic and um, oh wow, Mount Art Center. at the Mount Art Center. Yeah, Sandy probably knows where that's at in Prestonsburg. Oh, I know uh, exactly where yeah, that I, is. Yeah, I even know where that is. Kentucky, yes. Oh yes, yeah. Okay. We drive by that. A lot. We have a lot. Yep. I used I used to work there for a little while. Yeah. Well, we oh, were wow. there. Um, yeah, at Front Porch Pick, and it was an open mic, and so I was with somebody else at the time, and. And he came over all smooth, and he's like, hey, do you need help tuning your guitar? Uh, <laughs> and I said no. I said no. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we, 
It doesn't work, Chris. It just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but then we, we didn't uh, see each other, talk to each other anymore for about a year. And then um, oh, wow. I, I used to sing it. Yeah, I used to sing in the Kentucky Opry there. And so uh, oh, one yeah. night he came to my show. Yeah, it was so much fun. But he came to one of my shows, and um, one of his buddies just so happened to have an extra ticket. And he was like, yeah, sure, I'll come. And then we met and was kind of, you know. The rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, now y'all are probably like, okay, I'm in Georgia. She's in Kentucky. How in the heck did we meet? Um we actually yeah. met yeah. online back in 2002 when it was taboo. You know, you know, everybody's meeting online now. But when we did oh, it, yeah. we were like the the front runners, I guess you could say, of it. <laughs> and we, we, we met online um, February 2nd of 02. We talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. We set a wedding date by February 18th, and we met in person oh March 4th. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so we actually were meeting. So we were actually meeting in person to see who we were going to marry. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> well, that's, cool. like, that's like married at first sight stuff right there. Like, kind of, yeah. kind of like chat. And you know what's funny? Talking about the married at first sight. We, I'm actually Facebook friends. Um, now, she, um, with one of the people from Married First Sight, um, and we've chatted a little bit, um, um, Courtney, um, who married Jason on the very first episode of that. Okay. Oh, wow. So, so, it's been, so it's been cool kind of following her story, even though uh-huh. they – and I thought they had a chance to make it because you could tell they had sparks. From day one, yeah, and I think, mm-hmm. and I think it was about a year or two ago I seen her name change on Facebook. So I was like, okay, well, they thought they didn't make it. Oh my oh, gosh, geez. you have no idea how big of a fan I am of that show. Dude, Rachel, so that is just so cool that you actually know somebody. <laughs> Rachel and her mom are, they watch that show like, religiously. religiously. Yeah, they so the 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 latest season is uh was in New Orleans. Yeah. Which is yeah. where, where my family lives and where I lived for a long time. And we went down and visited uh, several weeks ago, and we were just, like, looking around, like, are we going to see someone? Are they here? Are they here? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's cool. coughs> love, love that. Um, yes. Now, as you say, you know, y'all been in music and all that for a while and all that. And as you know, music's tough. You know, a lot of people, they see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Carrie Underwood, of a Miranda, Mm -hmm. but they don't see the grind, the sacrifices that it takes, not just to get to Blake's level, but to even have it as a career. I mean, there's a lot that that artist has to give up in their life, and people don't understand that. And I always like to talk about that side of it because I think it's so important that people understand this side of it. Whether they're a fan of of um, music or whether they're wanting to take this crazy road, you know, <laughs> you know they need to yeah. know both sides. And I always like to go right. there a little bit because because nobody else does, so we do what nobody else does. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell a quick story that will help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and um, <clears throat> at that time they were full time with music, and I asked her what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist, and she said this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. (laughs) She said because the moment you want it to be your career, your life changes. You, you, yeah. you no longer pretty much own your life. Your passion owns it. Your fans own it. Your labels, if you're in the, in, on a label, they everybody owns it but you. <clears throat> and, yeah. and she said your friends and relatives, they never understand because they invite you to weddings and holidays and weekends. But you have gigs to play. And you can't, you know, a lot of times someone will say, well, this is a special day. This is a, my wedding. And you still have to yeah. say no, and they don't understand that because it's not just – your gig, there's 20 people depending on you to show up. 
And yeah. you know, yeah. so it's not just your it's not just your name on the line there. It's it's just it's every there's m- multiple people that's involved with every gig, right. and people don't understand that. Then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice. Then you're gonna have bad days, rough days, days that you just don't want to do nothing. But if you got a gig that night, you got to smile like yeah. you are happier than ever. But then she oh, added. Yeah. <laughs> then she added, but. <laughs> If your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, go all in because that's the only way those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think yeah. of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. A hundred percent spot on. True <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> words have never been spoken. I mean, there have been so many times that I've just been talking with Connor or my mom and I'm just like, oh, oh my gosh. Sometimes I just wish I didn't love it so much, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, I can't imagine being happy doing anything else, but there's definitely been weddings, you know, I mean, and it is hard when you have to say you can't come to somebody's wedding, you know, and especially if it is family, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's really, it gets really rough. Yeah. For and sure. Any extra thoughts there for you, Connor? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think, like, a lot of the hard part, I mean, you know, like, for me personally, I enjoy music. Um, I mean, I enjoy just playing it. Mm-hmm. Just play it and not have to deal with all the crap that, like, surrounds it. Like, the <laughs> driving hours and hours to play six uh-huh. hours for, you know, a just, like, a little money-making gig, you know, something that's, like, you can call them up anytime and be like, hey, can I come down this weekend? I don't have anything else. And they're like, yeah, you know, and you know you're about to play for six hours. Like, we've done that. And it's just that stuff's, you know, I, I can play the music, but it's the, I guess it's just the driving a lot and, and the getting home at 2 a.m. and all that stuff, <laughs> the, you know. The everything outside of the music playing. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's rewarding, you know, but. Like Rachel was saying, I mean, I I have a I have a job that I do outside of music and um and and Rachel she you know that's what she does full time, but mm-hmm. she's done. I mean, she's mm-hmm. worked a nine to five before, and I've just if you look at like Rachel who's constantly pursuing music versus Rachel who's working a nine to five, you can tell which uh-huh. one's more happier. You can tell which one. <laughs> really feels like they're in the right place you know it's like once you have that passion it doesn't even matter if you don't want to have that passion because you already have it you know (laughs) and then it's like well i'm stuck with it so i might as well go all in you know yeah yeah you know it's funny you talking about all that like that i'll be i'll you know i always joke that you know music chose me i didn't choose music to do what we're doing and here's what i mean by that um, back in 2000, back when we first married, Sandy and I, I was one of these people that wanted to speak. I listened to 24/7 audios. I mean, I was that guy, the the one listening <laughs> to all the gurus and all that. <clears throat> we married. Sandy wanted to one day be in, in music and all that, so in some form, and she listened to music 24/7. So we get in the car, yeah. well, um, there, there's an issue. You know, we get in the car and we can listen to. <laughs> so we had to compromise. So we compromised and listened to my stuff half the time, her stuff half the time, even though to this day she tells me, she jokes with me, said, I didn't really listen to it back then. I just uh, thought about songs and stuff while it was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but, That's but, she, true. but I always <laughs> joke that she brainwashed me into all this music stuff because because now I can't stop it. I can't. I can. I only think about this, and it's funny because it took us almost 18 years here of marriage, but God has led us into a point to where we're taking my passion of speaking and her passion of music, and we got it in one show, the Chris and Sandy show. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. So what <clears> are ways, I, Sandy? What are ways mm-hmm. that outside of the show that you express yourself in music or that you all express yourselves in music? Well, we actually do an artist challenge to where um, yeah. we, and we and we just came up with the name of it. We've done four of them so far. Mm-hmm. We, we came right. up with a name called the Melodic Challenge. Um, yeah. Because what we do is we get three topics from an artist, 
and then they pick one, and then we pick one of those topics, and we write lyrics around that topic. And then when we <laughs> give it, when we, and when we give them the lyrics, they have twenty four hours to turn those lyrics into a song. Oh my wow. gosh, it's so cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> And we've done four so far, and all – it's really cool when artists – because, again, they have free reign to tweak it and all that. We're not mm-hmm. saying you yeah. you got to keep it the way yeah. you keep it. But um, it's really cool to where when artists say, you know what, I read the lyrics, and immediately a melody happened. And within 20 minutes, I had it done. Yeah, wow. We so love cool. that. <laughs> I've never and, heard in fact, that. Oh, that's a lot of fun. In fact, one of the one of the artists has said that she's, and so we're about to go down to songwriters now. But she's about to um, register it with BMI and all that because she she's going to start yeah. playing. The, she goes this. She goes the lyrics we wrote oh was her life, and mm-hmm. since it was her life, she wants to do it at all her sets now. Wow. Jeez, guys, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. And and the good thing was we kind of knew her life story, so we kind of wrapped yeah. the lyrics around we tried her idea with yeah. that story. So we so, yeah. so that's one good thing about knowing artists that do come on the shit, that come do that, you know, because because again, when we do write the lyrics, I want it to come out to where it'll be something that they would like. Because because I'll be honest, you know, we got selfish motives too here. You know, we we <laughs> want everybody to have fun. But it would be really cool because mm-hmm. I promised Sandy back in 2013 when me and her started writing together because we do the lyric side. We just don't do the music yeah. side. I was like, I don't know right. how we're going to do it, but I'm going to get a song of your of something we write on the radio one day. <laughs> I had no idea that years later I'd come up with the crazy idea and, and people <laughs> wanting to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. It's so unique. I've I've never heard anybody do anything like that before. Yeah. It's so cool. And, and you know, probably a lot of lyricists, if they see us, they're probably like, "Why didn't I think of that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Because <laughs> you know, as a lyricist, it's almost impossible to get people to look at your lyrics because, of course, that's a dime a dozen. We just yeah. found a way to get. We just found a way to make a challenge out of it, so the artists are like, "Ooh, I'll take that challenge." Plus, yeah. you know, plus, I mean, we have done a hundred and something, you know, interviews, and so it's not like That's we're right. new to the industry. So it's not like we're like not, you know. So because they know who we are and all that, that's helped too for artists. Yeah. Say, oh, you know what? Let's let's do this. It has. <laughs> yeah. So, as we talked about the sacrifices side, let's go the other way, the glory side. When y'all look back yeah. on the career so far, what are some moments? Including the voice, of course. Um, <laughs> what are some moments where you look back and you're like, "Wow, I got to do that." Um, definitely the voice. You know, I, I think that's just an opportunity like I never dreamed I could have. You know, and mm-hmm. um, I think some some mm-hmm. moments that stand out um, in that is when we had the voice crew from California come to uh, my little holler in West Virginia to do some uh, home follow footage. And it was just so funny because, you know, you got these guys that are about 20-some years old from California, and they're like, uh, where can we buy that LaCroix water or however you go? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, buddy, we got tab out of here. Yeah, and then they're asking, where's the nearest Starbucks? And we're like, well, the gas station's down the road. That's about as good as it gets. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I think that was that was a lot of fun, um, and obviously just being on the voice, you know, was just was so crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So what was it like walking out there? Um, that that moment where you had no idea if, if any chairs were going to turn. What was going through your head? Oh my gosh! Well, to be honest, um, and you've probably heard other people. I know you've had Cassie Pope on here, but I don't know. For me, it was just like. I, it's hard to remember that. I mean, it was all just such a big blur. Um, <laughs> such a blur. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. But I don't know. Um, I had actually been sick for a couple of days before that. I had caught just a cold, which had really messed mm-hmm. up my sinuses. And, you know, for a singer, oh, wow. and especially if you're trying to yodel, that kind of throws everything, throws everything mm-hmm. a little off. 
Um, so I was just super nervous about that. And the vocal coach that had kind of been working with me, she was, you know, you got this, you can do this. And, you know, <laughs> she was hyping me all up. Um, and then those doors open. And I don't know, I, I remember just something that, you know, was just stands out so much. I was standing behind the doors and, um, you know, they were kind of counting down 30, you know, um, and I was, mm-hmm. just, I was just praying myself, but I could, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy, but sometimes it's just like you can literally feel people praying for you and not uh-huh. many people knew oh, that wow. I was going to be there, mm-hmm. but, but some of my family did. And it just, it was almost like I could feel those prayers. And so, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I felt more peaceful than I probably should have, but <laughs> it's <was> crazy. <laughs> So did you know whose chair, if they turned, who you were going to be on? Chris, you know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I I still got to ask. It's obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Now, did they tell you before you went out there to keep an open mind and all that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, they gave you that pep talk and – but not happening. Trying to decide. Don't make eye contact with him. That's how he draws you in. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, so is Blake off camera and on camera the same person? I think so, definitely. Um, I remember I we love were that. all standing around. We were he, he is awesome. We were getting ready to take a group picture, and, and you know, the whole team, Blake, just kind of gathered in around. They posed us, you know, put us where they wanted us to, and we were kind of waiting for Blake to step on and get in the picture. Mm-hmm. And, and we were all just kind of like, oh, where is he? You know, he's going to walk out. <laughs> and he just walks out, and he starts, you know, patting the guys on the back. He's like, man, and, you know, I'm good to see y'all. Thank y'all for coming out. And we're like, oh, my gosh, thank you. <laughs> it, was, it was super <laughs> nice, super nice. You know, that, that's almost how I felt like, you know, when we had Cassidy Pope on. She was like, thank you for having me. And I'm sitting there like, um, <laughs> okay. Um, and, and she told us moment that was a surreal moment for her. Through it, and I'm sitting there like, okay, um, she is describing my moment right now, but I cannot say nothing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, I'd say she is. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, is there any other moments that really stand out that can just come to mind? Um, I mean, you know, other than the voice, there have just been times you know with me and Connor that it's just it feels super surreal that this is what we get to do and and I mean it kind of blows your mind a little bit when you get when it's like (laughs) your favorite thing you get to do and then you meet somebody and you love them more than anything in this whole world and then they love doing the same thing you get to do so then you do it together and it's just like whoa it's overwhelming at times you know I mean there's oh we know that that feeling right yeah I mean you guys know firsthand that it's just like sometimes you just completely forget that there's a crowd in front of you and you're mm-hmm. just like locked in, you know, it's just, it's just you and her and it's kind of crazy. But Yeah. I mean, I there that. was, there was this one show and, and I think that kind of goes along with what he was saying. We, we were playing this show at this little um, amphitheater and we really didn't have that, that big of a turnout. It was, it was pretty small, mm-hmm. pretty intimate. So it was an auditorium. Oh yeah, small like. Yeah, I mean it was it was like, I mean honestly we probably had maybe twenty or thirty people there. <laughs> um, it was pretty small, but you know, and we were just like, well, you know, that's I mean okay, even better, you know, we can really connect with this crowd and make it intimate. So, I mean, yeah, of course we were hoping for more, but and then so we get up there and and we actually done two songs that we had never played out before, and still you know that's two because. Um, there were just some, some pretty special songs to us, and so we were, uh, we just wanted to show it to them, and, and I mean, just standing up there singing those, uh, it honestly just, like, we Dude, were the I, only I, ones. I felt like I was watching a movie. It was crazy. <laughs> it was like, I was like, is this actually happening right now? <laughs> yeah, so just to have that, and to be able to share that with people that, you know, pay to come see you, it's just, it, it means so much. Love that. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and play your song, and then we're going to talk about that. How's that sound? Oh, yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> right. Hang on the line. 
<laughs> hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Oh, yes, beautiful song. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I started talking. There was a pause there because I started talking before I hit undid the mute part. I was like, oh, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even think about muting it. And I was like, oh, gosh, can they hear (laughs) Well, Well, I always mute everybody out when I play the song. We were laughing. Just in case. 
So tell us a little bit about that song. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I wrote that a little while back, and and I, it was one of those songs that you kind of like. I kind of forgot that I wrote, and mm-hmm. one day I was just looking back on my phone through my voice recordings, and I was like, hmm, you know, I really like that, but um, you know, it's it's pretty special and pretty personal to me. Um, it just kind of it's about home and what home is to me, and I mean, the weeping willow, you know, that comes from. I grew up in this little holler in West Virginia, and there was always a sweeping willow tree, and it just, you know, it just kind of reminds me of home anytime I see one. And Until Sandy, I didn't know what a yeah. holler was. I, yeah, he didn't know that till he met me. I lived up one, so. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember because we met online, now she flew down here mm-hmm. to see me before first on in the on March 4th, but then yeah. a, month, a month later I drove up to see her. And I remember me and my mom went up to see her because my mom's family lives in Ohio. So she's like, hey, we'll make this a family trip. We'll go see Sandy, yeah. pick Sandy up, and then we'll go up to see my mom's side family. So so we meet in Pikeville at, this, at, at one of the marathon gas stations. Mm-hmm. And there I'm Sandy 23. was. And <laughs> she said, follow her. And so we're following her because they live in like a really small town of 500 people called Feds Creek. And um, we're driving, and we're going further and further into the mountains, and I'm sitting there like, <laughs> where are we going? Oh, and yeah. then we get and then we get up in the holler that I never heard of before, and it's one lane. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like yeah. realizing if two cars meet, somebody's got to back up into a drive Yes, up. exactly. <laughs> I've been there before. <laughs> <clears throat> Needless to say, that was an interesting um, meeting of her family because of that back, back roads and all that. <laughs> and the time of year he came, he came during hillbilly days, too. They stayed oh. at a hotel in Pikeville during yeah, hillbilly we, we, days. We stayed but. at the hotel they, they, that most of the hillbillies stayed at. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a great first experience. Yeah, that's a good way to break in. <laughs> yeah. When they had, uh, they had all the California people from The Voice come over, and Rachel's uh, like, "Yeah, I love up a holler, dude." It was like you were speaking a different language to him. Oh yeah. No idea. They're like, "Say it again. Say it again." <laughs> oh wow. That's funny. You know. Yeah. We consider our show because we're husband and wife a family affair, mm-hmm. but we also bring our eight year old on to ask a que- each question of each artist. Yes, Sandy's gonna get did. little Chris on to mm-hmm. ask his question. And then um oh. and when Caitlin gets old enough, we'll be plugging her into the show too. <laughs> there you go. Well that is great. That is great. <laughs> so she's getting him now because well, he's I about ready to go to bed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm keeping him up past his bedtime, probably. <laughs> Y'all, I'll tell you, I'll be um, honest with you. You're... Hello? You're right. I'm, yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm yes, he, here's, here's Christopher with his question. Hi, guys. What's oh, your favorite hey. food? What's my favorite food? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well... Um, mine would have to be biscuits and gravy with bacon mm. and fried potatoes. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Connor? Uh, probably steak. Honestly, I love some steak. <laughs> what about you, Christopher? Pizza. What do you like on your pizza? Peroni <laughs> sausage. You like, you like pineapple on your pizza? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, okay. Wow. Getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Bye. Bye, thanks. Yeah, he could eat he would eat pizza all day long if we gave it to him. Oh he he, he sure would. <laughs> yes. Oh. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, we you know, we this is a family affair for us. It is. Yeah. That is awesome. You know, and I haven't seen anybody else do anything like that. Again, it's just, it's too cool. You, you know, when we first launched the show, one, you know, I was like, how can we be different? Now, granted, being a married couple, mm-hmm. that already makes us, what, 
less than a tenth of a percent because I don't know anybody that's married who co-hosts his show. You know, yeah. now, I'm sure there I'm sure yeah. there's some out there, um, but I don't know anybody that does that. <laughs> and then on top of that. I was like, well, how can we really be different, different? And I, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts out there and all that. I said, like, you know what? The problem I'm seeing with, with, with a lot of the shows out there is they're 20, 25 minutes on average. And the problem yeah. is you only have just enough time to talk music. Well, I wanted to tell, get their stories out because nobody, talk, nobody gets the stories out. I was like, that's where we'll be different. And that's why we called our show Up Close and Personal on the tagline. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And when when you sent me over your guys's, um, you know, previous interviews with folks and stuff, that's just that's one of the things that really stuck out to me is y'all really take the time to get to know the person behind the music, and I think that's really special. Yeah, when when Rach first, I didn't see the email, um, and when mm-hmm. Rachel saw the email, she was like, "Hey, these guys want us to interview with them," and I was like, "Oh, cool." She was like, "Yeah, it's an hour long." I was like, wow. I was like, that's, that's like a lot. Like, we're about to get, like, into our deepest, darkest fears. Here we go. You know? yeah. And, you know, I've had so, – you know, it's funny because I've learned to ignore mm-hmm. when people say this now, but I've had, like, PR people and stuff say uh, – like, for instance, I had this one girl. She, she, um, she was telling me her person, her guy that was coming on, her artist, says, look, he's not really good with interviews and all that, um, so just take it easy with him. He thinks 60 minutes is good. He's, he'll never make it 60 minutes. He's nervous. <laughs> so she's like, just, you know, take it easy. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, don't worry. I've got this. I've been doing this. And, and, <laughs> yes. and it's funny. By the time the ending came off, I called her up. I was like, what are you talking about? He won't talk. He talked through the whole thing. <laughs> Um, and, and, and she was telling me she goes I've never seen him like that he came up because I don't know what it is we bring out we bring out that of people I guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. I mean it so helps if, too that you're not yeah. just running rampant in the interview I mean you got some good questions like yeah. I appreciate that that you I mean you you ask the right questions to really get people to open up you know yeah yeah because cause really, like, the first half of the show is usually more about the story, second half more about music. And depending on where it mm-hmm. goes, flip-flop and all that, you know. So, you know, again, we just let it go where it goes. I'm good exactly. with moving yeah. my questions around if I need to. <laughs> so, yeah. just, you know. So, speaking of that, if y'all could <laughs> co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Hmm. Um, okay, I'll go ahead and answer that one. For me it would just it would be Merle Haggard for sure. Oh wow. Um because I mean he just he's the great he's the greatest poet of country music, like yeah. for me, you know. True. I just think mm-hmm. that he, yeah. he just tells such a story with his music and I mean more so than most and I don't know, I would just I don't know. Just about life. I would love to write a song <laughs> about life with Merle Haggard. <laughs> <laughs> Person, uh, okay. I thought she was gonna say Johnny Cash is what I thought because she's like the biggest Johnny Cash <laughs> in the whole world. I am, I am. Um, but I would, I love this artist. His name's Gregory Allen Isakov. Have you guys ever heard of mm-hmm. him? Not sure. He's he's a different. I mean, it's kind of different music. I really don't know how to describe. It's kind of like an indie. Uh, I don't. I really don't know how to describe his music, but it's just so powerful, yeah. and it's not mm-hmm. like speaks in. I I wouldn't say like metaphors, but I mean mm-hmm. it's just a different kind of writing, and I love it. Yeah. And and I mean the people like he's like kind of a select audience, but the people who do listen to his music are, mm-hmm. I mean it's like complete ride or die, you know, fans. Um, but I would probably. He would be my my co-writer that I would choose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, y'all. You speaking of Johnny Cash, we actually interviewed Anna Christina Cash, who oh, is wow. married. That is so cool. she, who's who's married to John Carter Cash, which of course is Johnny and June Carter Cash's daughter. 
I mean, son, son, yeah. daughter, oh my God, <laughs> son, you know, and um, so that uh, yeah. was an interesting interview, and and what's cool about that interview is that interview brought us Carleen Carter, which then brought mm-hmm. us Georgette Jones, which oh then brought us, which then brought us Taylor Lynn and Jenny Gill, and we're sitting there like, we we just like whipped through a lot of the legacy kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, oh, Carlene Carter. I'm a huge Carlene Carter fan. So that is just, oh gosh. <laughs> oh, she was awesome. She, that was a yeah, really and, 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 she, and she is. You get what you see with her. I mean, we were on the, we were on the thing, and she's like, "I'll talk about anything. I don't care what it is." <laughs> yeah, and, and she well, really meant that. Like here, huh? uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we went. We went ninety minutes with her. We did. Oh, wow. I'll have to go back and watch that one. <laughs> oh, that was a fun one. Yeah, a lot of funny <laughs> yep. stories from her in that one. Yep. Yep, oh, it wow. was. So, um, back this past February made the five year anniversary of us interviewing Kelsey Ballerini. And we oh, did do wow. interviews back in 2014, 2015, but through New Country Buzz when we originally launched that. So this show, even though this show, Chris and Sandy show started this year, we actually date back to 2013 of doing some stuff back then, or 2014, I mean. But we interviewed Kelsey wow. Ballerini, and one of the questions I asked her, which I always like to ask you about, is where do you want to be in five years? The answer that she gave us five years ago, almost to the T of what she's living right now. So I always like to tell oh, wow. that story before I ask that question to each artist because I want artists to kind of open up and realize a lot can happen in five years because it did for her. Um, so yeah. where do y'all want to be in five years? Hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. I guess this is probably the most cliche answer, but just, um, you know, really doing it full time. I mean, full time, full time, you know, I mean, yeah. Um, I would just love to be touring more and and more outside of, you know, I mean, we go outside of the tri-state, but farther and farther. I just would love to expand my my boundaries of where we're playing and, I don't know, hopefully get, you know, okay, I would like to get about two more, two full albums cut. That would be mm-hmm. not a huge goal. I don't know. What do you think, Connor? <laughs> I, I don't I think about things from more of like a, I guess how a man would think about things, you know, like Mm -hmm. I would like to be career wise with music in a fully sufficient, you know, financially sufficient position to where we can, we can pick up and leave and and go tour and like, I agree. And the money's there and, and we're seeing the world and, you know, um, and we don't have to really worry about, picking up any side hustles right now, you know, cause right now it's, it's, that's what it is. It's COVID. It's just, yeah, there's really not a whole lot of places yeah. to play right now, you know, <clears throat> but yeah. I mean, I, I think just, you know, for me, I think it's kind of like a financially free position, um, mm-hmm. but to do music, yeah. you know, to do music, but I, I think, um, you know, getting out of the, Oh Lord! I mean, it's 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 it builds character to play in like. I mean, just to be honest, like a little hibachi restaurant, you know, like mm-hmm. we we yeah. played that in that restaurant so many times, and and nobody's it, listening, you know. Dude, no one's listening. <laughs> it, we were there for six hours. Like, I'm dead serious. They pay us to sit like and play music from four o'clock to ten o'clock. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. that's actually in Pike World, so Sandy, you know it. Speaking, um, yeah. oh, I know um, what that is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I guess getting out of that, you know, and, and actually, yeah. and, and being able to have yeah. every gig we play be um, playing to an audience and fully listening, and and yeah. you know, or at a festival or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's where I would see us in five years. You know, yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of the future, let's say that you look your five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, whatever it is, and you are successful. Let's say the person you are now, you can meet, you, you get to meet your future self. What would you say to him <laughs> and her? Hmm. I get to meet my future self. 
Yeah. I would I would say nice beard. <laughs> Cuz I can't grow you know, Everybody always asks the other way, what would you say to your 18-year-old self or 15, you know, you know, we go the other way. What would you say to your future yeah. self? I mean, for me, I think I would just reiterate, you know, take the time to to go outside and I don't know, sit in the dirt, you know, just I just would hope that I never change and just Never mm-hmm. stop enjoying being outside and working in overalls <laughs> and rubber boots, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and never stop dating, you know. That's yeah. yeah. Kind of career aside, it's just important to never stop dating. People, everybody, no, tell, like, everybody would tell us that when we first got married. Everybody's like, "Don't stop dating," and I didn't really know what it meant. And then it's like, <laughs> I see what it means now. Like, it's just you know. I don't know. I feel like I see that sometimes. And, and you got to keep that passion alive. You know, I, I cringe when I hear marriage gurus and preachers and all that. And, and we go to church every week and all that. And even sometimes our pastor in the past has said this. And I cringe when I hear people say um, that passion is supposed to fade from a marriage and then, you be, then it becomes more of a companion. Um, relationship. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's a good thing. And I'm like, no. It's not supposed to do that. If you read the Song of Songs, the Song of Solomon in the Bible, you'll know that God created passion in marriage. You know, and so so I don't believe it's supposed to go away. And don't get me wrong; there are going to be phases and seasons where that fades and comes back. But if you put the work in, and I think it's most people don't do the work, and that's when it fades. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was reading, which actually we we tried to read this book together. Um, I think it was, I think it was the Francis Chan book, and we were yeah. reading it together. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about like once you get past the honeymoon phase, and that's kind of like, you know, once you get past that honeymoon phase, then you're not long, you're no longer like acting out of like infatuation or excitement. You're actually acting out of love, which is a lot harder, yeah. you know. <laughs> Um, and, and that's, a, I think that's where some people fall short, you know, and sometimes yeah. where I fall short is where, when it's, it you're not giddy, you know, to do this for her. You, you are actually like, it's, you're tired and, and you're blah, blah, blah and whatever, but you know, it means something to her to do, you know? Yeah. I, I would, I would reiterate that to my future self, yeah. I guess, you know? <laughs> that's but, true. <laughs> So let's say y'all had a friend friend of yours, and you heard him or her sing, and they had something special. There's definitely something there. And let's say they played 30, 40, maybe 50 shows. So they, they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But yeah. they've gotten on stage, and they got what every stage – what every artist says, that, that, that stage bug, when they look over the crowd – and the crowd's roaring for them, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to y'all, and they say – I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Um, I would just say, you know, you know, don't de- don't doubt that exact statement. Um, I mean, just you know, I think always know in your heart, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, and to just, you know, whether it's playing at a show where everybody is listening and they're very into it. Or if you are playing to everybody's back to a peaking, I think just to mm-hmm. keep in mind that, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing and, and to just not stop because it just takes time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think of it from kind of a, um, I'm not going to lie. I totally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> say, say it one more time. I feel I'm so sorry. I, I legit. But basically, had... what advice would you give someone who is trying to make it? Oh, duh. Okay. I'm so sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. I do that to Rachel. He does this to me. She hates it. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of think of it from a practical standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, I've heard it say, say so many times. It's, who you, it's a who you know business, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. I just find that, like, when when people see that you're genuine and people see that you talk to them like they're actual human beings and not like you're only talking to them because of the position they're in 
You know, they mm-hmm. respect you a lot more and they take you a lot more seriously. You know, if you take the time to actually build relationships with the people that work on the radio for the radio stations or, you know, mm-hmm. the people who the marketing directors for venues and things like that, you know, um, I think you'll go a lot farther than if you're just messaging yeah. somebody and you're like, Hey, I need a gig bad. Um, yeah. what do you got for me? You know, it's, it's, I think it's just kind of a lesson learned to not be so selfish and to, mm-hmm. you know, build relationships with people because they're trying to make it in what they do just as much as you're trying to make it in what you do, you know? Yeah. 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 And speaking of that, one of the questions I usually ask, and I can't believe I didn't go here already, but I'll do it now, <laughs> is, is um, as you know, people see the artists and they don't see the team there's always, even if it's one person, don't really matter. There's always a team around the artist that helps the artist be better and who they are. So I always like to, I think they don't get no love. So whatever your team yeah. is, tell us a little bit about them. Um, I mean, first, you know, the first people I mention is just my mom and dad. You know, I mean, yeah. they've helped us in so many, so. So many more ways than just one. I mean, whether it's mm-hmm. helping us have the money to put out new music or or staying up listening to songs that we've written and, you know, getting <laughs> their opinion on it. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, going halfway across, you know, driving so far just to take us to one uh-huh. audition that turns out to be nothing. Wow. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like we owe them our life. <laughs> I know I do. Um, but, yeah, I mean. So them for sure. I mean, yeah. I think I think about um, the local business owners that know what we're doing. They help mm-hmm. out a ton. I met yeah. one guy um, in Ashland actually, and he's a he's a cigar lounge owner. But um, he he I talked with him and got to know him really well, and you know talked to him about Rachel and what we do, and he mm-hmm. he you know, asked if we would play there and, and he played her music all afternoon and, you know, he, he sold her stuff there and just like people like that, they're just so supportive, you know, um, outside of your, you know, inner circle family. I think, you know, just those people help out a ton, you know, um, they, they help you out as much as they can. Like that guy was on the board of tourism for, you know, Boyd County and, um, helped us, um, helped us with uh, other shows, you know, that just was more exposure for us and helped us get, um, I guess, more people aware of, you know, what we're trying to do, do, you know. So let's love that. (laughs) So as we come to a close here, I always like to end with the same question. What is a question (laughs) that y'all wish people would ask, hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Hmm. Hmm. That is kind of a hard question. question, straight up. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. You guys have asked some really good questions, so I'm kind of drawing some blanks right now because I feel like you all have asked us questions that we've never been asked before. I, I, and we love hearing that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, I've always. Uh huh. I was gonna say, I think it would be cool. To hear about people's breaking points. And you know, I, I usually go there, like one of the questions I have, which I kind of skipped over, but I'll ask this now because I'll usually say – because usually when we talk about the struggles, I usually then go uh-huh. into that there's always a point to where you have a fork in the road. Every artist has That's this. That's exactly what I'm some, talking some, about, yeah. Sometimes multiple times, but every artist has this. And there's that, and they're frustrated. They sometimes they wonder if this is ever going to work. What drives you to get through those moments? That's usually my question. Yeah, yeah, that is a good question. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think it's for me, it's a big part. Um, people, you know, just knowing that that people enjoy my music, and just to hear that people are being touched by it and they say you know oh this has reminded me of home i'm i'm crying right now because i miss home (laughs) um you know i I think one instance oh go ahead sorry (laughs) i think one instance for me um 
was just I remember one day I was this was years ago, but I was sitting in my mom's mm-hmm. bed and I was just mm-hmm. crying. I was just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so done. I just don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, I just I'm not getting anywhere. Like this is just it's eating up every I'm thinking about it all the time and not getting anywhere further. And um my my steel player, uh, Gene is his name, he messaged me on Facebook a video of his granddaughter singing my song Jesus in my sixth string and she oh, was wow. just singing her little heart out and I was just like, you know, if I can be a positive role model for little girls like that that, you know, I can show them that you don't need to sing you know, sing bad songs or just yeah. sing, you know, like a lot of the music is today and just be a positive role model for little girls like that. I just you know, I was just like, okay, you know what, I think I should keep doing it. It's hard right now, but, you know, you always get through it. And what gets you through it? <laughs> yeah, you, you, well, she she just said, so what gets you through yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, I, 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 I'm primarily motivated just to – to do it with my wife, like to literally just, you know, just to sing with her, to write songs with her. Um, mm-hmm. For me, you know, there's really no, no turning point. I mean, nowhere to turn to, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, my wife gets me through pretty much everything. Rachel gets me through. Um, I know the feeling, you know, me trying to check my bank statements, like she gets me through everything, you know, <laughs> But um, on a more serious note, you know, I mean, if I'm ever at the breaking point just in um, dealing with music and, and trying to find mm-hmm. that, she's always like, babe, we can really do this. You don't like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know what? We, we can, you know? So it's like, whenever that happens, it's it's because of her that we're, mm. you know, that we're still chugging along doing this. Me and Jesus, love, I guess. <laughs> I love that. Because, you know, we, we're the same way. Sometimes I'm on the cliff and Sandy has to pull me down and, to and say, look, this is gonna, you know. So, so she's definitely my rock in that area. And oh and, yeah. And see, I went through 19 <laughs> years of addictions, and the first five years of our marriage was hell on her, until God healed me 12 years ago, almost 13 years now. And oh. it, but but she never put me down. She never she never did any of that. She loved me in spite of the addictions. She loved me through them. And yeah. sometimes when we tell our story, sometimes people will say, well, she allowed you to walk over her. And I'm like, no, that's not actually accurate. She allowed me to experience God's pure love through her because I wouldn't be here if she didn't yeah. do that. I really believe I'd be dead by now, and we definitely wouldn't wow. still be together, and we wouldn't have our kids either because right. because I got sober way before they came. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's a great story. It's amazing. That's so powerful. <laughs> Really so I always like to, you know, sometimes I tell the story, sometimes I don't, depending on if it feels right for the, you know, and it felt like, you know, that was the time for it. So yeah. as we end yeah. this here, um, tell everybody how they can reach y'all. Yeah, um, well, all the social media is at I am Rachel Messer and I am Rachel Messer.com. Um, so you can find us there, just that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and then my website, yeah. Yeah, we post updates on all that, so we're pretty easy to find. Yeah. Music wise, <laughs> I mean iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google the, Play, Google pretty Play, much yeah. everything. Yeah. And we love we're that. working on and oh mm-hmm. go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I said, I said we're working on something working on something here soon. Um Yeah, we've got some new music coming out in the next little bit and and we're oh, also cool. um, doing, doing you know, a little fundraiser to try and get some, you know, I mean, as everybody knows, COVID has just kind of put everybody down, and especially, <laughs> you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so we're we're over our halfway mark to our goal there, and so well, that's awesome. we're, you know, awesome. we're hoping to finish it on out and put out some more stuff. We love that. And, you know, we really enjoyed yeah. having you all on the show today, and we definitely look forward to having you all back down the road. Yeah, thank we you so much. It. We really appreciate it. It's been been a little lot in all this darkness of times. Yeah, we It's good to talk with people and, and have real conversation. You guys never never stop bringing that. You know, it's so yeah, so refreshing. You, you never hear like 
I don't know. I feel like any time I've ever heard an interview with a musician or an artist, it's like, I don't know, kind of dry, kind of, you know, scratching the surface. But I do appreciate mm-hmm. you guys take the time because yeah. you kind of got to tear down all those, like, dry, um, easy, cliche conversations to get to the nitty-gritty yeah. kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. But I appreciate That's- it. For sure. That was what we planned on with the show. Oh, I, thank you know, you. If I had to be one of those people who interview people and I ask a question, then you answer. Then I ask a question, then you answer. Then I ask, <laughs> I, I would quit. I, the, I, I am a conversationalist. Yeah. <laughs> I would literally quit. This is what I love yeah. to do. So. <laughs> yeah. You guys are good at it. <laughs> well, thank you. And, and like I said, we definitely look forward to having you back on the road. And y'all have a we great, do. great, great night. Thank you. Yes, and let, I, let us know if there's anything we can do to help you all, okay? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sounds oh, absolutely. good. We, we definitely will. We definitely will. Thank you. Bye. You as well. You guys too. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.